Over 12,000 movies and 40,000 hours of content if you're a movie lover, Tubi streams free. And here to tell us what's featured on Tubi this March is the lovely and talented film critic, film lover, and author, Alicia Malone. Hey, Alicia. There he is, Jeff. Greetings from Las Vegas. Hi, so nice to talk to you again. Uh, this is becoming such a regular thing speaking to you. I just, you know, I'm a big fan of yours because of your knowledge of film uh, and, and film history. I just love geeking out with you. Yeah, I love to geek out with you as well. It's always so nice to talk to a fellow cinema lover who gets it, who understands the obsession and the passion. <laughs> And first, I have to say how stunning you looked on the Oscars red carpet this year. Uh, it looked like such a great time, but you just looked beautiful and uh, you look like you were having just so much fun. Thank you. It was so much fun to be there on the carpet. And it was great that my mom in Australia could see me because she never gets to see the things I do on TV. So it was a proud moment for her. Now, my 20 plus year career as a film critic and a journalist, I have done so many red carpets, I can't even mention them all. And people don't realize how stressful they are. They think it's all fun, but they're watching at home. But doing red carpets, and specifically the Oscars, has to be like the most stressful red carpet of all time. Yes. I mean, I've been covering red carpets for so long as well. And I've covered the Oscars for so many years for Australia, where I was behind the barrier and just yelling to celebrities as they walked past, like, Australia, please come and talk to me. And this time I was actually on the red carpet. So I felt like if I never got to do that again, I'm happy. I can tick that one off the bucket list. It was so much fun. Well, let's talk Tubi, streaming freely, 12,000 movies, 40,000 hours of content. What can we look forward to in March? Well, I love the fact that there's a wide variety of movies and TV shows available on Tubi. And the fact that it's free, it means a greater access to people who might not be able to afford other streaming services, other subscriptions, or might not be able to get to the theatre to see interesting movies or TV shows. So right now on Tubi, one of the new releases is BETQ85, which is a musical celebration of Quincy Jones. I love Quincy Jones. It was his 85th birthday celebration, and it was hosted by Oprah Winfrey. You have great musical performances from people like Stevie Wonder and Jennifer Hudson. That's available on Tubi. Also, The Expendables is available for one week. And I have such a great love for The Expendables because of the fact that Sylvester Stallone brought together all these iconic action heroes from so many other films all together for this great little like mercenary team on screen. So you have Jet Li and Jason Statham with Dolph Lundgren and Terry Crews and of course Sylvester Stallone. Very tongue-in-cheek action thriller. I love that. And then Rango is a wonderful animated film that I don't know how many people saw that when it came out but it's about a chameleon who doesn't want to blend in. He wants to stand out and he goes to this frontier town and myself being a classic film lover, it has so many great nods to western movies that I love loved seeing that in that film and hopefully will lead people to discover other films like other classic films in the meantime. I love Rango. It's one of my favorite animated films. I'm a big Western fanatic. So there were so many great little nods and Easter eggs in that movie. If you if you know the genre really well. And the animation was just phenomenal. I've never seen anything like it. It was just so like they're in the room with you. Yeah, it's like this incredible computer animation, almost like a 3D animation and very different from what you see from other animated films like Pixar, which has its own very beautiful, spectacular look. But this was really interesting and I'm the same. You know, there's moments when little Rango as a comedian is walking like John Wayne and that makes me so happy to see. Let's talk about your book for a moment, uh, Female Gaze, which is just a credible book about collecting some of the greatest films made by women. I looked at the table of contents and I'm proud to say I've seen 24 of the 52 films. 
Yeah, that's really good because one of the questions I got asked about after my first book was how do I support women in film? And I always say watch more movies made by women. And often when you ask people to name a female director, they can only name a couple. You know, maybe Catherine Bigelow, maybe Ava DuVernay. But there is a whole whole range of great women who have made movies throughout the entire history of cinema. And this time I really wanted to expand it outside of Hollywood. So there's some European films in there as well. 52 movies all in the book. So if you wanted to, you could watch one a week for a year. But that's so great that you've seen almost half of those movies because many people haven't. And I love the fact that People are writing to me and saying, oh, I discovered this movie from your book and now I love it. I mean, that makes my heart so happy. One of the films I noticed in your book, uh, when I went to UNLV Film School, I took a summer course of women in film. And there was The Great Seven Beauties by Lena Wertmuller. And I've never forgotten that film. Yes, which is such a fascinating movie. And that was the first, she became the first female to be nominated for a director in the, in the category at the Oscars. And also that was really rare for a foreign film to be nominated in that category. And it's one of these films that is a satire about a really horrific subject, but done so well. So it's about World War II and the Holocaust, but it's really funny at the same time, which I know sounds strange. Uh, it was also quite controversial because of that mixture of comedy and tragedy. But it just shows you how many diverse films women can make you know, that people don't think about. While I was writing the book, I really wanted to talk about Point Break because that's an example of a very macho movie directed by a woman. And I was trying to search for it and the only place I could find it was on Tubi. So that was actually how I discovered the Tubi app was through writing about Point Break for my book. Now, at the end of my UNLV summer course for women in film, we had to do an oral presentation, but the, the teacher put all the names of the women directors in a hat. And I, you know, when I drew mine and we had to announce what we got, I had many students come up to me after the class wanting to trade with me. And I didn't understand why until I did some research. I drew Lenny Riefenstahl, the Fuhrer's filmmaker. Yeah, well, well gosh, yeah. That is a hard one because she is someone who was both a pioneer and you could definitely say that she was uh, successful in what she did, but in creating propaganda films for the Nazis, I mean, she's a controversial figure. But again, it's so fascinating to see this whole wealth of, of films by women and the, all the different genres that they tackled because so often people think that women only make small little dramas about women, which yes, they do and do very well, but they can also make action films. They can also make controversial films. You know, they can make any kinds of films and it's such a mis misnomer that there's a lack of female directors. There's no lack of directors. There's just a lack of opportunities for directors of, uh, you know, who are female compared to their male counterparts. Now, one thing I appreciate about your book, uh, Backwards and in Heels and, and the Female Gaze, is that being a classic film lover, uh, I've watched so many films over the decades that shows sexual harassment to women. And it's just so blatant and obvious. Uh, for example, They Drive By Night. When I watch Humphrey Bogart and George Rapp just sexually harass uh, Anne Sheridan in the, in the cafe, in the diner, it's almost unbearable. So I, sometimes it's just so outrageous to watch some of these films, but you have to remember the time they were made. I know. It's one of those things that I always say once you start seeing the messages that have been 
held through films forever about women, it's hard to unsee. And a lot of that is to do with the fact that we've had so many men create movies and men have created great movies about women as well. But then there's also the idea of the male gaze, this one perspective that we see women in where they become objects. They become, uh, you know, love interests. They, they're not real people that you feel compassion for. And I think as a woman loving film as much as I do, I've really had to reconcile that fact of, of the good things that it's given me in my career and my passion and I love watching movies. Also, the fact that it's had a detrimental effect on my own self-esteem, watching a volume of films where women are the side characters and not the leads of stories. So that's why it's so important to talk about. Uh, but I still love classic film. You just have to do that thing in your head where you separate it from what you're actually watching. <laughs> well, Alicia, so great to talk to you as always. I'll see you at the Turner Classic Movie Film Festival coming up soon. And also, we got to get you out here to Las Vegas to do a book signing for the female gaze. Yes, I love Vegas, so I'd love to come out. It's always nice to talk to you, Jeff. Thank you so much. All right, you can catch over 12,000 movies and over 40,000 hours of content that's now streaming on Tubi for free. I know I'm a member. And for more reviews and interviews, just surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. I'm Jeffrey K. Howard in Las Vegas. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.